Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good afternoon, everyone. It's the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, and we have a double header for you today. We have with us the one and only. The first hour, we're going to have John Singleton on over from privacyfight.com. Folks, you can check out his website, privacyfight.com. .io. That is the, .io. .io. Privacyfight.io, the place for understanding how it all works. Understanding that, folks, you are the product and you need to stop selling yourself. You're being pimped out by everybody. Corporate America's pimping you. Your government's pimping you. Your employer's pimping you. Everybody's getting pimped. Don't be a pimp and don't be a simp. And John Singleton is going to show you how. How not to be simped out and pimped out and you name it. Get your dignity back. Get your data back. Get your privacy back over at privacyfight.io. So that's going to be the first hour, and we're going to have the second hour. We're going to have Harley come on for about 30 minutes or so, update us on all the things that's going on around the world. And also, folks, check out our paid sponsors, MyCBDEdibles.com, MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And last but not least, I'm going to be putting together a special audio report with all the things that are happening with the crypto markets and whatnot. It's going to be exclusively on RogueNews.com. And with that being said, John, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Good, really good. Enjoying it here in Florida. Yeah, you look great, man. You look great. Thanks, you know, man. Thanks. and uh, CJ's doing his thing. CJ, how are you, buddy? Living the dream, brother. Living the dream. Yeah, that's, that's all we can do, guys. That's all Just we got can done do. playing with my deck. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah. I mean, John, he's done tackling it. So <laughs> I guess that's the next thing to do is to. Yes. Yeah. I never tried that one, but okay. <laughs> John, lots going on, man. I mean, we're living in a world where people are just walking around like a bunch of leaking buckets. All right. They're just walking around. <laughs> their data is spilling out of them. They have no idea why. No idea. You know, th- we're being sold, you know, to a world of convenience, right? That's a world right. of convenience. And, dude, like, you know, we, we things have got, changed so ra- radically and so drastically where everybody's doing everything on their phone. Okay. Now, before we get into that, you know, there's lots of stuff going on, especially with the laws. Okay, a lot of a lot of fud coming down the way, a lot of things happening. Can the government, can the powers that be, are they going to make crypto 
illegal? That's Let's a good question. That it seems like it. It seems like yeah. maybe uh, cryptography has been demonized, or at least cryptographic currency by some groups. Some yeah, of the news we hear, right? But you know what's interesting is uh, cryptography has been deemed, well, let's see, back in the 80s, it was deemed an auxiliary military equipment. Mm-hmm. So Auxiliary military com- equipment. Uh-huh. So that's kind of like um, saying that the wheel is an auxiliary military equipment. Therefore, people can't use the wheel because it could be used to wheel around a cannon and shoot somebody, right? Right. Because without, without wheels, we can't really move cannons around. So we're not as dangerous unless we have the wheel. So the wheel has to be considered military equipment. So cryptography has been was defined as military equipment way back, gosh, in the 80s. Yes. And because it's so useful and it, it's now so pervasive and there's an economic need for cryptography. There's an economic need. There's a human need for privacy. There's, an, there's a human, there's a commercial need for sending data privately. And all the efforts of the FBI and the U.S. military to regulate cryptography have failed. They, they can't keep up with the measures that are needed. So that trend is continuing. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of corralling. I'm seeing a lot of folk, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, you know, worried about, oh my God, you know, the beat down that has occurred, you know, dropping down to 37, 38,000 in the, in the Bitcoin market, pulling the old, coin, old coins down. Folks, this market is, um, it's an interesting market and they're, they're scaring the piss out of you. Look, I've said it three years ago, you have institutions here. They don't, you know, they want you to get a, a facsimile of crypto from them. They, they don't want you buying Bitcoin, but they want you buying the Bitcoin ETF. And John, it seems like this is what these people are doing. So I, I think the biggest thing that people yeah. have right now is, is not only are these people just downloading these wallets and crypto stuff on their phones and keeping it on their phones all the time. A lot of times, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a good company, it's a good wallet. And most often it's, it's, it's not most often it's, it's bleeding data out. John, what what's your take on everything that's going on? This convergence. We're in a weird point, a crazy point of convergence between this amalgam of of of, of decentralization trying to fight centralization, and we're caught in the middle of this war. What's your take on all this? Well, we can't use technology the way we started using in the eighties. Um, I remember, you know, the phone. You'd pick up the phone, and there was a big cord on it. And the longer the cord, the more convenient it was. You could have a private conversation by walking in the other room with a long cord. Um, This is not what we have. We actually have a military weapon. And uh, these are the mobile phones. You have to realize that's what it is. And you don't have to be some sort of encryption expert or math whiz to get cryptography. It's off the shelf. You can get it. Um, You can use privacy. There are privacy settings like you've discussed many times. You've explained about the settings in your, you know, your different phones. Uh, so you have to be diligent. How are you? You have to just look at what. Don't don't think that the technology you're using is just like the phone in the '80s, because it's not just a phone call. And and maybe we understand that our phone calls are being intercepted by NSA. Maybe everything is being recorded. That's not really a big risk, in the sense that it's going to affect our daily lives, because the biggest risk is, I believe, the use of your phone everywhere, like you're describing, is tied to so many other things in our lives because you're using your phone for convenience. you got your bank account access that's connected to your SSN, your credit file, your bank records, your tax records. It's and all this data is connected to your social uh, networking accounts, your Facebook and all this. So all this data can be grabbed by people with the money to get it. 
that that that's a big problem. Absolutely, absolutely, it it, it is a big problem, and it's only getting worse. John, let me ask you this: Why why do you think we're being tricked into using our phones, especially for like retail shopping? What what is that showing us, man? Like, well, why are we? Why, why why is people just falling for this convenience of this stuff? Well, it's it's got to be. There's got to be a commercial interest, right? I mean, yeah. is Facebook free? That's why. Uh-huh. I mean, okay. So <laughs> yes, if, if, yes if and Facebook no. It's free, free, but you're the product. <laughs> then riddle me this. I mean, how did how does Facebook make twenty seven billion dollars in two thousand sixteen from a free product? Let's call it. So yeah, I mean, th- there's a huge commercial. There's a huge industry on data collection and corralling people into adopting certain habits. And I see it. It's not only, I mean, yeah, there's conveniences. So you're going to have like coupons on your phone now. In fact, yesterday I was talking to real estate agents and I asked for the business card at the end of the presentation. And she uh, sent it to me on my, actually my wife's phone. I don't use my phone that way, but she sent it to my wife's phone. Now my wife's phone is on the same network as mine. I don't use my phone. In fact, my phone's off right now. Um, in fact, my phone is in a foil box right now <laughs> in the microwave. So I only, I only use it when I have specific appointments and things like that for the most part. So, yeah, I mean, um, they, they have to corral us into using it. And so once we do that, they can predict what we're going to do. And that has value. That has monetary value. If I know what 40,000 people are going to do in a particular market, I can, I can sell advertising based on that. And if I'm an advertiser, it, it's worth it for me to create advertising based on that demographic because my conversion rate will be higher. So yeah. that would be why. I mean, they have to, you have to trick people. They're not going to do it. If, you, if the FBI came out and said, hey, from now on, we're going to make it a law, you have to have a tracking device and carry it around with you all day long so that we know where you are. And uh, we also want to tap into your, um, your bank account your bank accounts. And also we want to know who you're talking to and who you associate with. So you need to stop by our retail location over here, FBI.com and pick up your surveillance tool today. Yeah. (laughs) Who would do that? Yes. (laughs) Look, he's got a touch screen. (laughs) (laughs) So no one would touch it. Right. Uh, But if you, if you tell them, Hey, look over here, video games and coupons and whatever. Okay. uh, FaceTime. Two day shipping, John. Two day shipping. Come on. And, and take a picture of the ice cream cone you're eating for your friends back. I got to do my, I got to do my food selfie, John. I got to do my food shots. It's so nuts, you know, but yeah. So therefore we have to be tricked because obviously people wouldn't do that if they knew what was going on. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, it's insanity to see all of this stuff happening, man. It's, it, it really is because one of the things that people don't realize is that is there, there's we are tricked into thinking that there's some sort of a modicum of privacy. And just like our phone is, you know, you, we, you know, we take it everywhere. It's also a listening device. They can tap into the mics all the time. Everything's being recorded. I mean, it, it is kind of crazy, man. Now, here's the thing. You know, I think uh, in, in one of our further workshops that you and I did, uh, we talked about how to lock down a phone. I think we'll do that again. We'll do, we're going to do another uh, str- uh, strategic life uh, seminar uh, soon where I'd say, I'd say in the month of June, John, let's do the middle of June. Let's look for maybe in the middle of June that we do a, a, a strategic life seminar where we're going to teach you on how to, you know, really lock down your phone and go through the entire process. Mm-hmm. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's easier to lock down an Android phone. It's yeah. If yeah. you have an Apple device, <laughs> good luck to you. And I love how Apple always plays it off. 
Apple, we care about your privacy. <laughs> oh, they absolutely do care what? about your privacy. No, they ha- they care about your privacy. They own it. Yes. They own your privacy. That's how much they yes. care. That's how much they care. Well, I guess they're not lying then, John. <laughs> they're, they're not, not lying. lying. No. <laughs> Apple, we care about your privacy. <laughs> yes, they do. They own it. Very well said. Very well said. Now, a lot of people are walking into doctor's offices. They're giving their data. I mean, you go test drive a car. They want you to fill out a a, a form. I mean, it, it's gotten ridiculous, right? Um, grocery shopping clubs, <laughs> gym memberships, right? All this data is being shared. It's being collated and collected. What can people do? Okay, what are some of the things that people could do to to stop this? Especially when they go to, let's say, a doctor's office or a place that says, "Hey, we need your uh, social security number, this, that, and the other." How do you get around that? Number one. Well, number two, could you one. give us some practical yeah. uh, examples? Good. Okay. Uh, I, this is what I do. Um, I leave my phone at my desk and I use it for business. Um, my wife's phone is the personal use. So now I I don't try to make her use her phone a certain way. So she, there's still this violation of privacy, but it's minimized because she's not doing anything really important. Um, but like, for example, the other day we went to uh, this axe throwing. So place. John, John. Yeah. So basically right. if the FBI, FBI were to try and track down John Singleton, they'll find out that John Singleton is buying women's personal care. items. Yes. Yes. They'll find out that he, he's buying lots of lingerie. <laughs> That's right. He'll That's find right. out that he's buying dresses and he's shopping. Start thinking that you're. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Something's going. Something's wrong here. Absolutely. Weird. Well, I mean, just just not that this is a, a a thing to do, but I mean, imagine if all you and your neighbors, like you understood, like what we're talking about here, and you and your neighbors said, "Hey, let's all get phones that we don't care what the contact list is because we have another way around the contact list, and we just switch phones every day." Oh my so the god! So the data is. Yeah. The data is completely unreliable at that yeah, point. Exactly. The triangulation <laughs> can't happen at that yeah. point. So, the so triangulation, yeah. you, you'll break the algo. It's not realistic. But but like I like to throw a monkey wrench in the system, and the way I do it is I just stop participating. So uh, we went to the uh, axe-throwing place the other day. So for an hour, you get to throw an axe at this plywood with a target on there. And um, so they, they have this QR code app with your phone. You could take your phone and boop and – You've already signed a release agreement and you've already paid like that. And I don't like to do that. I never do that. Yeah, I mean, it's connected to everything. So, of course, I don't bring my phone. And I always I make a big deal. Like, so they go, okay, here you go. And they gave me this like piece of plastic. It was like this tray. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm I'm going there to pay for something. Right. And there's like, you would think there's a till cash register. No, he gives me a piece of plastic. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, well, you just scan your phone over there. And I'm like. I, I don't have my phone. I'm not here to make phone calls. I'm here to throw some axes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a big deal. He had to go do something else to collect the data. But basically, all he needed to do was get my credit card. So I limited that to my credit card. That's not the best thing, but still. Well, you can get around that. You can go get yourself a. a you can do uh, that, yes. Yeah, you can get yourself. I mean, the, the, it's out there. You got to get a little creative. Uh, a lot of these international uh, debit cards where you could load the the funds onto a, uh, onto one of these debit cards, which is awesome. Like you have one of those. These are those are innocuous, and most people don't realize this, John. It's not something that's flagged by the banking system. So if you have an, like an international Mastercard or Visa, mm-hmm. right? 
you can go into, let's say, your J.P. Morgan Chase, your Bank of America account, and if you have an account in that bank, you can say, hey, could you load up this card? And they can put, you know, $5,000, $10,000 on the bank. It doesn't raise mm-hmm. any uh, red flags. Sure. Now it's on this, on this card. And because mm-hmm. this card is international, let's just say they KYC you. They, the, the KYC mm-hmm. process is just to make sure that you're not an international criminal. Except, yep. So in that regard, it's breaking that data link. It's breaking it, the right. data link because that is no longer U.S.-centric. Right. That's right. It's, it's overseas. Now you have this, you, you know, European or Asian uh, Visa MasterCard that you're mm-hmm. now utilizing. It's loaded with cash. And now you're utilizing it to make your purchases here in the United mm-hmm. States. That's one way of getting around it. There's some really good ones that are that are starting to come out mm-hmm. where you can literally have a back office uh, e-wallet where you could literally use it as a bank mm-hmm. account. You could wire funds right. here and there and whatnot. So long as you go through the AML KYC process, which is fine because it's not U.S. centric. U.S. centric is the problem. Case in point, another issue. People like V. Why do you like Huawei phones? Well, they're damn near unbreakable. Why do you have Chinese phones? Don't the Chacoms, don't uh, the Chacoms steal your data? First of all, the Chacoms are not interested in my data. They have no use for my data whatsoever. Right. right? Secondly, it turns out that the Chinese phones are a lot harder to crack than uh, the stuff you get here in the United States. So I'll carry a Xiaomi phone. I'll carry a Huawei phone. I'll carry. Mm-hmm. I'll have something like that. And you know, you and and a lot of them, John, are dual SIM, so you could have yep. two different SIM cards on them. You could do right? that, right? Again, if you can't if you can't uh, break the data or or or, or eliminate the data leak, <clears throat> you can screw with it. You right? can by creating different from various points, it becomes harder to track. You got to break the triangulation. That's what people don't realize. And the other thing, like I said, John, with the with the Android phones. You can wipe Android is an open source operating system. You don't have to have Samsung's flavor. You don't have to have Google's flavor of Android on there. You can put Graphene OS, okay, which is an Android open system software operating system that's privacy centric. That is a hundred percent privacy centric. Put that on your Android phone, you're good mm-hmm. to go. The only mm-hmm. thing is, don't show up to a capital protest. With your phone, yeah, right. Because right. even though the phone is great, it's you're still broadcasting your iMac address, right? Which right. they can track you as soon as you, as as soon as you go from state lines, pinging every cell phone tower on the way down there. So if you're going to a protest, right. <laughs> you know, just you leave your phone home. Right. What they if someone's looking at this, it's almost like being in the Matrix. Okay, I know this sounds dramatic, but it's like watching a, a crowd of people going on camera somewhere, but you're actually watching like. A, a world of data, clusters of worlds of data of all these people, because you, you've got all their names and everything. And because you've got all their names, you can dial in and you can get their address. I mean, yeah, if you bring your phone, you're just tagging yourself to everything else it's connected to. Yep. And there's different levels. So like, for example, if I use a company account on a credit card or a debit card, I can put whatever name I want on that debit card. Yep. I can have the bank do something like that, or I can, you know, I can, I can change that. And I can use an alias when I go out into public. When I when I deal interact with retailers, and on the surface, they'll see me as Bill Smith or whatever, and I, I pay for my whatever I want. Unless I'm under FBI investigation, no one's ever going to make the connection to my actual name and my address. That that totally breaks the link, as you say, yeah, just by exactly. not using right. If you if yeah. you can't cut the data and stop the data bleed, confuse the data, confuse the algos, and this yeah. is one way of doing Back it. Up. Back in like 2001, I started hiring, I don't do this anymore, but I hired a, a PI every once in a while, every couple of years, I hired a PI, private investigator, and I gave him just a part of my data, like my name, or and I had him go uh, search uh, for it, investigate me. 
yeah. to come back with a report as to what he found. And he would come back with all this data, say, I found this data on you here and here and here. And that was in the beginning days when Google was just getting started. And Google picked up a number. It was a phone number, a landline that I had to an, an address that I had been renting. And I had I left there, but um, I didn't want that data to be have that connection. So all I did was I went to Google and I found out, and you can do this still to today. I went to Google and I found the... Um, process where you can ask them to correct data and I didn't I didn't remove it I, I asked Google to correct it and I gave them the wrong number for yep. that address yep. yeah bingo so now that's perpetu- it, 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 you know yeah uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give some I'm, I'm gonna give some trade <laughs> secrets away right now John just a little tidbit so when you and I do our uh, strat life conference people could tune in for that make sure it, you know you tune in for that so here's what I would do right what another thing I would do John is uh, if I want to, like, especially with, 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 oh, my God, I hate them. I hate them to pieces, John. The credit bureaus. I hate them. You know yeah. why? Because remember the last breach Equifax had? 150 million Americans' sure. data was gone. That's sure. 150 million. Right. That's, enti- that's the entire working yeah. population and reti- every retiree in the United States. That's every person. Able, able-bodied person or retiree right. who is not a child that's in the United States, 150 million people. So these idiots are collecting and collating our data, and they're getting breached all the time. And this breach was mm-hmm. a breach. We just happened to hear about it. There's been several other breaches, John, where 20 million uh, members' uh, data has been stolen, 10 million, 5 million, 6 million. The 150 was just so damn big. Well, first they lied about this. They said, oh, you know, 50 million. Well, it turned out to be 150, right? It was so big they couldn't cover it up. It was that bad. So we're giving our, our data to Target, our data to Equifax, our data to TransUnion, our data to Experian. And we have no way of – and this is the, the, the whole, you know, you understand the credit game. It's very easy to def, easy to challenge it, right? Yeah. So the, the little tidbit I was gonna, I'm going to give here is this. When you go to your credit report, right, you, let's just say you have somebody <laughs> – let's just say you got a collections company on you or you got some old debt, right? You know what? You, here's the trick. Here's what I did in the past. If you got some old debt and you got some old collectors and, you know, this debt, you know, it's been sold off and charged off God knows how many times, right? And these idiots keep harassing you. And this, is what, this is what I do. I'll find, like, I'll go online. Go to, like, something like uh, New Mexico apartment complexes. I find an apartment complex. Fill out your credit uh, credit application now, and you fill out a credit application, and whether right. it's either approved or denied, it's right. pinged on the system. Right now, everything is heading in that direction. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's right. Everything is heading that direction, and then later on, when you gotta go ahead and you want to go challenge some of your your disputes, be like, hey, listen, um, you need to verify. <laughs> and you tell the credit bureaus, look, you need to verify the name, the person on this file. And all this, and, and and look at these addresses. And now there's that's why people <laughs> find like they, and, they, and they you misspell your name also. Exactly, you misspell right. your name. You do all this, and right. they're like, "Wait, that's not me." So a lot of the times, what happens is because these things don't correlate. There's no triangulation. Number one, and number right. two, you never signed a piece of paper saying, "I want fifteen thousand from American Express." Right. You never signed those pieces of paper. Right. <laughs> this is how these things. It's just garbage data. Right. Bingo! It's garbage data. That's right. how you do it. <laughs> yeah, th- there is that. So yeah, there's there's different levels of data. So if you break the link, then you're going to be uh, better. Now this is a process. It takes time. Uh, if I go to the doctors, like I did 
recently my uh, chiropractor closed his office and joined another chiropractic organization and they are in business as a corporation but the corporation is not my doctor he's not my chiropractor my chiropractor is my chiropractor i don't care if he works for a corporation that corporation has no right to my data because it has no obligation where it does somewhat but it's not the professional it doesn't have the license to engage in the activity i need to the chiropractic care only human being does so when I came in there on the first day, the, the receptionist wanted me to fill out a HIPAA and all this stuff, you know, disclosure or whatever. And I never do those, by the way, because if, if it's a covered party, I don't need to sign anything because their obligations for my data are already a matter of law. I don't need to sign anything. So I always tell them that. I'm not signing this. And they're like, but sir, you have to. And I say, look right here. It says I don't have to. And by the way, I never have to sign anything if I don't want to. And you still have obligations to me when you collect my data. And so she wanted me to do a new disclosure and all this stuff. And I said, my chiropractor hasn't changed. Why do you want me to give my medical data to you now? Because my chiropractor already has it. And she says, well, he works for us now. And I said, okay, well, l- let me ask you this. Are you willing to accept the liability and responsibility for collecting my data when I've already given it to my own chiropractor and your corporation is not a chiropractor? It's never going to give me uh, medical services or chiropractic care. It's just going to collect my data. And when you collect my data, you're going to have new obligations to me. Yeah. And she went, uh, yeah, we don't need to do that. It's okay. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You just put their nuts in the vice. Yeah. And, and you know, you, I, I, I don't have to be a smart ass. I could just go in there and, you know, just give it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a sheeple and, you know, go along with it. Just like when someone asked me for an SSN at the doctor's office, I asked him, okay, well, are you going to pay me any money? Because why do you need my tax number? Well, we ask everybody, okay, well, that doesn't mean I have to give it to you. You can ask, but you know, whatever you want. But, um, what legal duty do you have to collect my SSN? And are you going to pay me any money? And if you're not, why do you need my SSN? And they, they get all scared and stuff and they call the manager. And so I say, look, guys, if you just put all zeros in the software, it'll accept the number. Yeah. And that's what they yeah. do. God, I'm sure you could put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that, eight, nine. There you go. That's your social you could do that. Put, you shouldn't put all nines. You should put all zeros. But what I, I did see a couple of times where the software doesn't doesn't like the all zeros. But technically, it should be all zeros. They're not supposed to be getting that number from anybody. So no. and that that again, it's just another link because they're still going to get my name and they're still going to get my medical information. And I'm still going to pay them. I'm probably going to use a credit card. I don't like to use credit cards, but I mean, a lot of people use credit cards. I use cash. You know. Um. So, but yeah, you want to break those links. You don't have to like live in like live on an island somewhere and be a hermit, but. Just, just have some thought as to what's going on. Don't just go, wow, look at this. A new app for my phone. Yes, I'm going to yeah, get download it. <laughs> Sheep, you know, you just bought it. If I the... download this app, I get a 10% off my next order, John. My life is so much better. <laughs> you know? So much better. Yes. How do you avoid collections of your personal information, John? Now, we just kind of went over that. And how does yeah. personal data collection affect your word, your wealth? Okay, that's I've, a big I've, one. Yeah. Now we talked about convenience, so that's a privacy risk, right? Yeah. I always assume that people are collecting my data and they have bad intentions. That's oh, how I. Or, or, or they're just gross incompetent. They're incompetent. Yeah, they're idiots. I. Uh, it doesn't stress me out. I'm not paranoid and and suffering from anxiety because of it. I'm just practical, just like I lock my door when I you know leave my house or my car. That doesn't change my life. You know, I just lock the door. Um, but yeah, I like to think I try to be 
imposing terms on the disclosure of my own information. And that takes a little bit of understanding as to what you're doing. And just like I just described, when you go to the doctor, you don't have to sign everything that's given to you. And you can put terms on the disclosure of your data. And a lot of times the terms are already there. All you have to do is make them aware that they're under that and just get them to agree. Are you willing to accept the liability? Because you don't have to. You're still going to get paid. Yep. <laughs> and they'll choose no. Um, but but how does it affect your wealth? It reminds me of, um, yeah, you know, I'm really not sure I can answer this. But. I'm going to take a stab at it. Remember that song? I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, Kenny Rogers in the 70s, The Gambler. Remember the chorus Got line? No when to hold on. Right. You never no count your money on the shoulder. There you no go. When to walk away. Go ahead. Sing it, right. so you, never, you never count your money when you're sitting at the table, right? Yeah. Right. If you're gambling, we got to sit there and count your money in front of everybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... Even I mean, you guys, could. You, you might not yeah, walk out of there, okay, right. but you could, you know? <laughs> so what, would you be willing to count your money on national television? Because if you're, I mean, you, if you got your phone with you, if you're using your phone to access your bank records, that's kind of what you're doing. So how does that affect your wealth? Or, I mean, look at locks and keys on your, you know, house and your car. I mean, you have those, right? That's important to you. Yep. yep. Would you, what about a house without doors? Would you would you have your house without doors, or what about walls? I mean, we all have levels of privacy, and how how does that affect your wealth? If you're if you're sharing your financial information with people, like counting your money at the table, <laughs> yeah. You know, what kind of risks are there? Uh, maybe you're going to get mugged when you walk out the door. You know. Um. Let's let's look at something everybody should be able to relate to. What about the risks? carried around on let's just say an electronic device that provides third parties with real-time data about each square meter you cross over throughout the day in your town um, and how long it took you to get where you were going okay and then how how is your phone data because your phone is probably in your name and it's got a, a two-year contract and all this stuff you're paying with a credit card or whatever and how is all that data connected to your contact list, your people who you associate with, your home address, your credit card data, your tax records, and your credit file, okay, and your social media, et cetera? How would that affect your wealth? Or how has it affect your wealth? I don't know. It, it couldn't be good if everyone can see what how you're using your money. Yep. That's yeah. exactly correct. It, it, it's You're on display. I mean, the real wealthy people have the majority of their real wealth, their real wealth, hidden. It's not out for display. It's either in yeah. buildings. You know, when I say in buildings, yeah. I'm not talking about a cash in building. I'm, I mean, you know, I've been to you know places in the world where it's like you see skyscrapers. And I'm like, why are those skyscrapers being built? And I'm like, oh, that's how they you know yeah. park their funds, and then they that is move it out. You know, they they have it in hard assets. They have it in gold and silver. They have it in offshore accounts. They have so many different ways, you know. It's just not out on display. Number one and number two, um, they're not cheap. They're not out there selling their data. They're a lot of these guys. They're not using smartphones, or if they do use smartphones, right. it's it, they're not downloading all the crazy apps that you're downloading. They're not downloading the latest Candy Crush. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, not I mean, downloading that's... Pokemon Go and walking that's around. A... Right. I mean, that right there. Stop downloading apps. Yeah. Stop being entertained by your phone. Don't play Stop video games media, on it. God. Stop the social media. Your life will be better, actually. I, I promise you, your life will be better. I do not, I have never used Facebook, never. Maybe I'm an old person, but 
I think I'm ahead of you guys who are addicted to your social media. I think I'm ahead of you guys. You're gonna realize that that was not the way to go. Oh, absolutely. I don't have any social media. People are like, Fee, do you have Facebook? No. Do you have an Insta? No. Do you have it? No. We have a company Twitter, and uh, that's about it. That's it. I have used Facebook for marketing, but my name's not anywhere on it. I will hire someone to create a Facebook campaign, and it's cool. It works great, but I don't need to put my name on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can use the technology. You just don't need to tie your whole life up into it and connect everything together. Correct. Absolutely right. You don't. You don't need to be doing that. John, closing comments. Anything else you want to say? How can people follow you? And folks, let's let's look at mid June. Get ready, mid June. John Singleton and myself will be off. We'll be doing the strategic life seminar. We'll be running the gambit on how to do everything properly set up, how to use a bank account properly. Most. John, some of the most wealthiest people that we've encountered don't even know the basics of that, bro. Well, they learn the hard way sometimes. They're surprised by what happens. Exactly. Um, did you want to? Did you want to? I think we mentioned this last time, but did you want to cover the um, the idea of you know stop just sitting around and go out and do something? Yes. Because that's more about take some action and stop staring at your computer waiting to get rich. Yeah. And absolutely. And, because when you get rich, your your life is not solved. The problems in your life are not solved. You know, just because you're you have more money now, you still have to get out and do stuff. Yeah. So exactly correct. You can't you can't can, sit idle. Yeah, you we can talk about idle. that. But yeah, privacy is an ongoing thing. I mean, think about it like this: there are products that you guys are buying as consumers that are making more money from the information that's being collected from you in the process of buying the product than the money you're paying for the product. Yep. Not They're not all like that. But you got to stop and think for a second. I can actually get this product for free if I don't if I don't pay for it. I can get it without paying for it. And the person who's selling it to me can actually make more money from the data collected in that process. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. It's a, it's a huge... I mean... Just like um, with companies, uh, a lot of them are starting to figure out now that their data is not really an operating cost. A lot of times, it's just a nuisance uh, for a lot of companies that don't understand this yet. But for those who are like, you know, Googleized, uh, they are seeing data as an income, a revenue stream. And, and yeah, it's money. Data is money. Yep. Yep. D- data is, data is it, it's money. And... Um, I mean, it's it's all linked because we're living in a, a fictitious fake economy. We're living in a in a central bank induced um, fantasy, and in a fantasy world, a lot of things that are intangible, that are not really connected to the underlying asset, are often ascribed value, and are often leveraged and traded, and all of it is just completely just vaporware it's not real okay it's it's it, it's it's incredible and that's the world we're living in this is the world we're living in where some moron could pay 69 million dollars for a gif yeah yeah right i mean <laughs> GIF, whatever the heck you want to call it right that's the kind of insane insane world that we're living in we're living in a world where you know it was interesting you know in our geostrategic uh group and i'm going to be speaking about this later you know, a few of the guys, we uh, he made a point, you know, 
workers need billionaires, and 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 uh, the other guy said, you know, billionaires need workers, right? It's like, kind of like, you know, workers don't need billion, you know, work, billionaires need workers, but workers don't need billionaires, and vice versa. And I'm like, well, you know, there was a time when you look at the great men like Henry Ford. He understood that in order for him to be successful, he has to be able to provide his workers with a great quality of life so they could afford his cars. There was a a desire within the billionaire, within the entrepreneur to help his fellow man because that's pure capitalism. It's if I don't provide a good or a service for you that you can buy, I die, I starve, right? Now we're living in the central bank world. In the central banker's world, all that matters is the fictitious stock valuation. All that matters is the fictitious anomalies that are provided by the market, all of which is given by cheap funds that are printed off the printing press. Therefore, the billionaire doesn't care about his fellow man. He cares about the printing press. And so it's the same thing, right? Well, why would he care about the worker? Exactly. Why would a billionaire care about the worker when he can use the worker to make robotic and automated systems and replace the worker? Exactly. We're seeing that right before our eyes. Have you met the new fry cooks at at, uh, at some of these restaurants? They're all robots now. <laughs> <laughs> They're robotic it's systems, man. It's Automated happening. robotic systems, exactly. And that's what the purpose of the of the coins are. I mean, so yeah, I mean, the, the Bitcoin, it's it's like fire. It's it's for both. It's surveillance, and it can set you free if you understand how to use the technology. And as you can see, you don't need the best tech. You don't need to understand a lot of the technology. You just need to think, use common sense. You know, break that chain of data. Yeah. And we got to break. There's a lot to do in the central banker's world that we're living in. In, in, in the era of the central bank, which is right now we're, we're living in, and we're seeing a collapse in and all these other crazy anomalies, fictitious, innocuous vaporware like data all of a sudden becomes valuable. Like the fact you buy well, two ply or 16 ply toilet paper matters to somebody, you know, and that's what and I they, wanted to mention. I want to mention crazy. Think back last year when there was a run on toilet paper. Oh my God. Don't think for a second. You can call me conspiracy theorist, please. Everyone does. Don't think for a second that that wasn't engineered to see what people would do. That was created using the technology that we like so much. John, you're not a conspiracy theorist. You're an agenda analyst. Okay. I like that one. I guess. So, exactly. so what about this latest? Uh, did you did it affect your area? The gas shortage, the gas pipeline rerouting, hack job. Is that did you see that? No, well, yeah, that affected the the northeast. It didn't affect where I'm at currently. And uh, were you guys affected in Florida? Yeah, just briefly. For like it was a week, but I didn't notice until like the last few days. And I saw big lines at the gas station. And then, uh, but anyways, I think that's also a test. It's a, more of an anthropological study. And they yeah. can use the technology, the data that's being collected through the technology to even forecast what large groups of people are going to do and how to manipulate them and run them around like cows. It's unbelievable. Just just be aware of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Very well said. John Singleton, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Folks, you can find him at privacyfight.io. Privacyfight.io. There's coursework available there. The basics are right there. You can go there. You can get yourself a plan, download it. It's amazing. It's not some bullshit, you know, book that you can get somewhere that the guy doesn't teach you anything. 
John is hands-on. His techniques works. He's helped thousands of my clients at this point. Um, he's like a guru to me personally when it comes to this uh, the, 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 the legalities of privacy and asset protection. John's my go-to guy. I, I haven't found anybody better. Uh, I don't think I ever will find anybody better. This guy, it's like coming out of Yankee Stadium. There's Babe Ruth standing in front of you. It's the same thing. <laughs> I hope there's better same people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm but, always uh, learning, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we are. That's, we have yeah. to because the, the, the battlefield's always changing, right? Mm-hmm. The battlefield's always changing. I think in, uh, you know, going on next year, John, I think you and I are going to be very busy, especially now the Fed. Yeah. Is going to be they're they're getting some teeth. They're getting an eighty million eighty billion dollar injection. They're going to get some teeth, and they're going to come out with all sorts of inane statutes to try to go after people's uh, wealth that they've created using alternative assets, this, that, and the other. And people, if you're not smart, if you're not doing it right, you're going to get caught out there. You know, you're going to get caught out there. So listen, folks, tune in uh, as the date approaches. When John and I hammer out a date. For the next Strategic Life Conference, we're going to hammer it out. It'll be available. Join. Make sure you guys join and and just listen to the damn conference, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to change your life. You guys are going to learn a lot. You're going to learn about how to bank, how to operate. You got to be like, it's like that old motto I always say from John uh, Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller. He says, own uh, own nothing but control everything. And that's what you got to be. You, yourself, you, the person, has to be. Not on paper. You got to have not, like somebody do an asset search on you. They're like this right. guy has nothing. He's a pauper. Meanwhile, you're living in a mansion. Meanwhile, you have a nice house. Meanwhile, you have nice cars. Meanwhile, you're living a good quality life that is free and clear mm-hmm. of government meddling. You can disappear. And the best way John's always taught me this. John's always said you can learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm like that's brilliant, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they can see it, but they can't touch it. Exactly. Any last words, John? Well, thanks, V. No, I think uh, that that pretty well covers it. It's a big subject. Absolutely. So, folks, keep it locked here to Rogue News as we come closer to that date. It's going to be the middle of June, so get ready as we hammer that out. And join when we when we launch that. Join like your life depends on it because it does. With that being said, CJ, take it away. <laughs>